Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. We have Jeff Webb, Vice President of Strategy at Pros, an AI-based solution that powers commerce in the digital economy, joining in as a guest today. Jeff, we're really looking forward to uncovering some interesting sales tips and strategies in this episode with you. But first, why don't you tell us about yourself and your journey in tech? And of course, we'd love to hear about your time at Pros and what it's been like for the team this last couple of months in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. First of all, really excited to uh, to have a chance to have this conversation. I've been in the technology industry for twenty odd years now, and I've seen a a lot of changes and evolutions as technology has become increasingly central to the way that almost every business thinks about how it runs. From how do we decide what to build? How do we decide how to take it to market? How do we enable a sales force to deliver that product to the market or those services to market? So. It's been a really interesting journey, and I've been lucky enough to have roles in everything from engineering and actually writing software, which I will fully admit I was not very good at, uh, all the way through to selling software, managing uh, sales teams, and managing marketing departments. So it's been a great journey to see sort of almost every aspect of how technology and business are, are coming together. And, and at Pros, I'm really lucky. I get to, uh, to lead a team that works on solution strategy on how do we connect the dots for for sort of organizations that are thinking about how they really transform their sales process, especially in this world of digital selling and increasingly online and in the the sort of the the convergence of all of the traditional sales channels and technology and e-commerce and, of course, how people are now buying, which has evolved pretty dramatically in the past year on the basis of just how we've all had to change the way we live. So it's been a, it's been a really fascinating journey. Absolutely. And given the fact that you've, you've basically explored every function when it comes to product development, sales and marketing. So I think you'd be the right person to share a couple of thoughts on how you, from your point of view across these roles, as an observer have seen B2B sales and B2B, the role of a B2B salesperson change over time. And obviously we've all been talking about it. There's now a pre-COVID environment and now there's the new normal and we're not really sure what post-COVID is going to look like. So what do you feel B2B salespeople today need to reskill or upskill themselves on when it comes to the technologies they need in this remote selling environment where there are no meetings, there are no physical meetings happening. And what do you think they need to do when it comes to enhancing their something to do with their sales process, their own sales meetings, the way they conduct themselves or their product demos. What tips do you have? Well, you're right. I mean, the first thing is that the role of the B2B salesperson has been evolving steadily over the past, I don't know, I would say at least the last decade or, or if not longer. And it's been a, an evolutionary process in which more and more is asked of B2B salespeople that they're expected to become not only great at the, the process of face-to-face selling and understanding the accounts and engaging with, with buyers and managing the intricacies and, and, and the navigational details of just simply steering the deal, but also increasingly becoming experts in the products that they sell, in the services that they sell, in the way that those things can be applied, and of course, the broader market. So that sort of evolution of more and more skill, more and more information, you know, more and more is asked of the B2B salesperson had been moving fairly steadily. And then COVID hits and suddenly all of the, the cards are reshuffled and the deck is played out indifferently again, because now how people buy has changed and changed almost overnight. We've seen 
I personally can think of companies that have gone from selling perhaps five or 10% of their business through e-commerce channels to suddenly having to sell 80% through an e-commerce channel. And the role of a B2B salesperson in that world doesn't go away, but it does change and it changes dramatically. And I think that's the interesting thing we've seen, as you mentioned, the sort of the change from pre-COVID to what is evolving and, and emerging as a new normal is really different. That has really accelerated the role of the B2B salesperson. And it is increasingly to become the person that the buyer goes to for advice, for help, for guidance, you know, steer me through this process, help me make the right decisions. And it's part of a a broader trend to buyers themselves becoming much more in control of the, the process. They want to decide when and where to engage. And when they do want to engage, they want to engage with an expert, a B2B salesperson that can really add huge amounts of value. And so that requires of the rest of the business, the rest of the sort of supporting organizations. And that's everything from the way you build products to the sales support functions, to marketing, to you know everybody really, to support that B2B salesperson in that process. And that includes a lot of technology too. There's a you know, a huge technical and technological shift that, it, that has to occur to support all of the things that we're now asking of that B2B salesperson to be able to pick up a conversation, to help a customer, to help a buyer, to shape their thinking and to do it all remotely through a screen, you know, where they can't even get face-to-face at the moment. So yeah, we're seeing an incredible acceleration in those changes. You know, and I think a lot of it is to help that B2B salesperson have context and understanding and information. It's how to help them to shape and personalize every sort of interaction with that buyer. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a time of very, very rapid change. I think the great thing is that the role of the B2B salesperson in the future, in that new normal, actually becomes really interesting. It becomes a fascinating role to go into, not just, not just lucrative, but it, it has to combine all the best aspects of, of sort of person-to-person interaction, but also working with technology, working with information, working with other stakeholders, to coordinate an incredible buyer experience. So yeah, it's uh, interesting times. Absolutely. So obviously that's one part of the story, the the evolving role of the B2B salesperson. And as you rightly mentioned, what's also happening in today's times is that the buyer is more informed. So he or she is expecting their salesperson in front of them to not just sell to them. They want more out of their salesperson. So obviously what we now need is, an since we already have informed buyers, we need more informed salespeople, and as you rightly said, this this is uh, this is this is the point where multiple teams, especially for larger organizations, that working on uh, strengthening the remote processes and have very large distributed teams. How would you suggest sales and marketing align here to basically? help each other out, especially during this time, because this is a very integral part of boosting the role of the salesperson as well. They they are not, when you have to prospect in mass, okay, you have sales automation, you can, you can schedule a lot of things, you can automate a lot of your tasks. But if you don't have the right information and the right sense to what you have to say in a conversation, none of it is really going to fall through as effectively. So what are your top tips here? Well, I think first thing is, you know, organizations actually sit on enormous gold mines of information. And they generally struggle to sort of extract the value and insight from that. So that usually they will have huge amounts of data on customers, on interactions, on deals, on the revenue they get from particular customers and what kind of products are selling and when. And bringing those things together and looking in that, that information for sort of the insights that you can use to better shape 
the way you go to market, the better shape and make smarter decisions about which products to focus on and, and which products to sell to particular customers and how to structure those deals. That becomes transformational. You know, you think about the, the sort of move for digital transformation that we've been seeing and, and have been hearing people talk about for probably at least the last five years, if not longer. But where that actually delivers value, it's right where the sort of the rubber hits the road in the sales process. If you transform your sales process first, you can deliver incredible value to your business because you will sell better. And you actually deliver better value to your buyers because you give them a better experience. You can you know, recognize that this is the, exactly the right products and configuration and the right pricing and packaging for that deal for that customer to solve their problems. So what we're seeing is a real need to sort of bring together the data between all those different silos that exist inside the business already. And then layer on top of that, the tools, the analytic tools, and increasingly things like AI, for example, to search through that information, to look for patterns, to bubble up insights of information that a person, you know, a human being could never see because there's just too much information to look at and deliver that actually in real time to a salesperson who's on the phone off in a face-to-face sort of a digital meeting with a buyer and say, actually, here are products that they, you should probably be recommending to that person or, or here's exactly the right configuration of a complex product that they might be buying, anything from a roofing materials through to a, a helicopter. You know, it's, it's sort of here's the right things to delivering to them. And by the way, here's exactly the right price to deliver that to them, you know, to, to, to make sure that you're going to win the deal, but win it in the right way. And you see that now increasingly as the tool sets that are delivering insight to salespeople in real time to help them, again, win the deal, deliver more value to that buyer and do it in the right way. And I think that becomes really interesting for salespeople too, because now what you see the sort of the future of the B2B salesperson is a highly skilled, great B2B salesperson who has with them a series of digital assistants of AIs and other tools sitting there, feeding them information, helping them sort of providing this sort of augmented intelligence of here's how to win this deal. And here's, by the way, the right product. And here's the price to win that deal at. Using those tools with that kind of the context that a salesperson can bring to the table is absolutely transformative when you think about the process of selling in the future. Absolutely. And obviously in this remote selling environment today, there are obviously challenges when it comes to, so salespeople, marketing teams also have access to technologies in most cases. People have been ramping up the digital transformation efforts, but it's not as easy as just implementing something and then deciding, okay, this is how I'm going to personalize the the rest of my prospecting cadence, because that's not going to be as impactful when you have a flood of teams trying to grab the same prospect's attention in the same marketplace. So what do you thoughts here for salespeople, especially across the hierarchy, because you always you obviously have a sales rep who's doing something else with the account. You'll have someone at the middle level from the sales team possibly doing something else with the account while while another content person or content marketer is trying another activity. So while they're doing this on one hand, there's also this other problem with too much information and, you know, trying to stand out from the crowd. So what would you share here? Yeah, and actually, it's worse than that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think, first of all, there are strategies that that businesses have to adopt now in order to, to to your point, to cut through the noise of everybody else. Like, you know, when studies are done, and there have been studies done some fairly recently, actually, on B2B buyers, especially, you go, is the information you're seeing good information? You're getting good information from the, the sort of the market as you do your analysis. And the answer is they almost always say, yes, actually, I'm getting good information. There's way too much of it. It's way too noisy. I can't make sense of what I need to do. 
And I think there's a, again, the role of the, the salesperson increasingly is to help the buyer make the right decisions to figure out, you know, this is actually the information I need to be paying attention to. And it is to adopt that role of advisor. You know, we talk about salespeople being advisors, you know, trusted advisors to the customers, but actually that's exactly what's needed right now. It is to work with buyers to help them navigate the process, not just of making a decision, but then selling it internally within their own business. How do I demonstrate value to my internal stakeholders such that I can navigate this deal? Because as we know, most deals simply wither because of the internal processes of getting it through the purchasing. So you've got to help the people do that too. So a lot of this is to do with focus on outcomes that are meaningful for the different stakeholders in that business that you can then demonstrate you understand how to deliver. And and that will sound very obvious to a lot of salespeople, but the, the thing here is to get all of the rest of the business behind that approach to get marketing and the product teams and your technical sales reps and everybody else sort of behind that process to go, this is the outcomes we can deliver. Let me help you make sense of the process. Let me help you make sense of the world that you as a buyer are operating in. And then, and I think this is a really big thing, to then get in front of those buyers in a way that's consistent across every channel. The big challenges that we've seen, this sudden shift of digital buying has been the the sort of internal channel conflicts of, well, I'm spinning up an e-commerce site, but I also have direct sales teams and I also have resellers and I've got some distribution people over here. And a lack of coordination across those different channels will, first of all, it will drive down your revenue because buyers are smart enough to work one channel against the other. They'll check on their e-commerce platform and they'll say, oh, I see the prices for this. Let me call up, you know, Fred, who's my sales rep and see if he'll get me a better price. Let me go to this reseller and see if they'll get me a better price. So a lack of coordination will be used effectively, let me say, by buyers to reduce your revenue. And second, the very fact that they can do that will erode the trust they have in the information you're giving them. If you tell them the price is this and then they immediately get a better price from somebody else, they start to, that that erodes trust. And it it suggests that there's not not a great deal of transparency in your processes. And those things are bad right now. You need trust, you need transparency, you need consistency and alignment. And then you need to use those things to deliver value to help the, the buyer make sense of the world. So there's a lot of pieces to connect. I think the good news is it's actually quite possible to do those things as long as you sort of, you have a plan and approach that walks you through it step by step. Absolutely. And on that note, can you talk about some of the biggest campaigns, marketing and sales, some of the most impactful campaigns rather that leading brands have stood out for during this time? Maybe a couple that you've come across in the recent past. I think that what I'd probably say is rather than sort of pick out a couple of specific brands that I think have done a, a good job, and there certainly are. And I think one of the interesting things is you look at the the sort of the world of B2B and B2C and how rapidly they are converging. But the sort of the the approach that you take with the B2C marketing and sales is becoming, you know, is moving into B2B, even though B2B tends to be a lot more complex and have a lot more, you know, uh, sort of risk associated with the purchase decisions. Um, I think B2C buyers, uh, well, everybody's a B2C buyer, like every everybody on the planet buys something. We're bringing a lot of those expectations of the interaction process into B2B. And B2B are, are up, you know, upping their game significantly to deliver those kind of interactions. But I think the things that are really working, really working right now is we're seeing, you know, you look at the companies that are doing well and the approach they're taking. There's a lot of honesty and transparency in the way they interact. Like I think buyers want the real deal. They want to understand who you are as a business. 
They want to see, they want transparency in the way you're operating. They want transparency in your objectives. They want transparency in their interactions with you. Businesses that want to do well should be focusing on, I would say, really three big sort of buckets of disciplines around. They should be listening to their markets very closely because what has what has been important in the past has changed for people now. And I think businesses that I've seen that are doing well are doing a great job of that. They're listening closely to the data signals from their markets and what they're seeing from their buyers and their partners and so on. I think there's a lot of pressure right now to deliver much more personalized interactions. And again, brands that I've seen do a good job in the B2B space are adopting a high degree of personalization. They're saying, we're not just going to give you a, the offer that's for somebody that's kind of like you. We're actually going to deliver the right product and the right pricing and so on for somebody that's exactly like you. That's actually you and your problem right now is what we're going to focus on solving. And showing that degree of personalization is really important because we bring that expectation from the B2C world. And then I think that the capacity to engage, the things we talked about before of, of highly skilled salespeople with a high degree of information. I look at B2B businesses that are doing a, that are doing a really good job, even through all of these challenges, are they're the ones that have very quickly shaped their engagement with their buyers to reflect how their buyers now want to buy. And if that's the case of, you know, I used to buy through on you know, face-to-face, -face, but now I want to buy some of that through a website or I want to buy some of it through a reseller and I want to buy different volumes and different kinds of products shipped in a different way. Those that engage with them to deliver that first will actually and, and are actually doing extremely well in not just sort of surviving the changes, but actually positioning themselves to really thrive as we start to come out of some of this stuff. Absolutely. And Jeff, I think uh, in all these were some very relevant and very timely tips and thoughts that you shared in this conversation. And before we wrap up, though, we'd love your thoughts on some of the top game changing technologies or maybe features in technologies that you feel are set to change the face of sales in the near future. So possibly, you know, a couple of thoughts on what sales our audience from sales teams should be preparing for in the new normal and in the near future so that they can continue being sales stars. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think really, again, I would say that probably the single biggest game changer that's going to actually and already is actually having a measurable specific impact on the sales process is the use of things like AI and machine learning. It feels very kind of fuzzy and woolly, and I'm not really sure what you know AI is going to do. And actually where we're seeing that apply, and there's been a bunch of recent technical analyst journals that have come out and said, actually, AI and things like the sales process is exactly the marriage made in heaven right now. I think salespeople should get comfortable with the idea of working with AI tools to do a few things, to help them in their interactions as tools that will let you uh, will do analysis of the interaction, the vocal you know, interactions and exchanges, the email exchanges and so on to identify trends and help salespeople improve their interactions and also bubble up insight. And then there's AI tools that enable you to do a better job, again, of, of identifying opportunities where you've got, this is something I can sell to this person. Or again, I go back to the other example, here's exactly the right price to pitch for this buyer. If you have comfort in working with those tools, you don't have to understand everything about how they work, but you get comfortable with working with those tools. You're ideally positioned as that kind of the that coordination point, that, that hinge point of the whole sales process, which is the B2B salesperson of the future. So I would say really the interaction of the, the skill of a B2B salesperson and the technology insight that being delivered by AI is really where we're going to see that explosion of real sort of transformative power in sales in the future. 
Absolutely. I think that was a great thought to leave us with for today's conversation, Jeff. And we'll definitely have you back again because I remember we've agreed on a debate on what works better, remote work or non-remote work. So until then, we wish you and the team uh, all the very best and stay safe in this uh, in these crazy times and take care. Absolutely. Thank you. Great to talk to you.